your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's happening? Welcome into Ask Level, the podcast episode number 27. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. Thanks for joining us once again this week. Level, another busy week. You got another busy week ahead as well, but uh, the joy kind of halted a little bit. We'll get into an array of topics, but basketball at the forefront for most people. And uh, quite frankly, the Red Raiders, a four-game winning streak that most people didn't anticipate. So there was a wave you're riding pretty high and then uh, lose a one-point game at home to TCU. That was kind of a heartbreaker. Yeah, choice. It was uh it was a heartbreaker. Yeah, I think this team has had a lot of those uh this year. Oklahoma State heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, losing by two in Austin. Uh I just, yep. you know yeah, just a, a a bunch of uh and again, I mean this was a this was a crucial, crucial game because your path to an NCAA tournament bid you know, went from if you just beat TCU and Oklahoma State, I think that may do it. Regardless of results in Kansas City, regardless of results in Lawrence, Kansas. And now it's got to go win in, in Lawrence, Kansas and mm-hmm. and back at home against Oklahoma State or maybe play for or win the, the conference uh, title in the league tournament. Uh, yeah. That may be what you're, you're looking at there to get a bid uh, because you're firmly in the NIT slash next four out like category. But right. um, yeah, it, it was just, uh, and again, they, they had played so well in the last three weeks, uh, really figured some things out, winning six of eight and won four in a row. And you knew that TCU uh, would wouldn't be easy at all. Uh, their record is probably a lot worse than it should be. Uh, I think that you know TCU should be better than than where they are. Um, their personnel would suggest to me that even even with Mike Miles missing a few of those games, that they they should uh, they should have figured some things out. But this is the same TCU team that went into Lawrence and just dismantled the Jayhawks, who are about to win the league. Uh, yep. So. And, and you couldn't guard them, you know. I mean, I think you had a really hard time. I think that it it tells you all you need to know, Choice, that Mark Adams played as much his own defense in the second half as he did because you, you just had a hard time uh, containing them, and and it was mostly all around the basket. That's the yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just it's what they do too. I mean, they, they live around really the basket. Good. Yeah, I mean, they've scored 94, uh, I believe that's right. Maybe it's, yeah, 94 points in the paint against you in their two games. 94 points in the paint. So I think most people would think, I mean, your defense has improved. Um, I was wrong. 96. 96. Make it Sorry. worse. But who's <laughs> counting? Yeah. Who's counting? Yeah. Now, uh, and the defense, that's one reason you have been able to get I right agree is the defense was better. This is by far your worst defensive game in uh, quite some time. So it it all hurts. It all stings. Um, That TCU machine is a good one that's going to be able to, as long as Mike Miles is healthy, 
going to be able to to play for a little bit in March. So, um, but you outlined it for us. It, it pretty well comes down to a win in Lawrence, Kansas, or at least a win over Oklahoma State and a Big 12 title appearance to, or Big 12 tournament title appearance to even give yourself a, another chance. So, I mean, it's it's tough. It is and a road trip to Lawrence, Kansas is tough enough. The senior night thing, though, as you got coming up on Tuesday night, I think it's been since mid eighties, early eighties since they've lost on a senior night. So, you know, you you get another one of those. The the basketball gods hate you for that too. Yeah, and and, and you know what's bizarre is that this Kansas team really, I think they're in position to either win the league or tie for the league uh, at this point. I think that's pretty much established, but it is not the same Kansas teams we've seen over the years. And yet they are still likely to be a one seed. Sure. There's there's just not a lot of, uh, I mean, Jalen Wilson is an NBA guy. Grady Dick is an NBA guy, but they don't have a big time center. Um, I think Kevin McCuller, uh, ironically enough, has been up and down. I think Dewan Harris is one of their better players. But uh, watching over the weekend, watching West Virginia going in there, I mean, they they yeah. almost pulled it off. I mean, they and 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 shockingly, it's like there's this um, th- this mechanism that when you get into that building and at the end of games, some players or coaches just lose their mind. It's yes. like everything that they thought that they know or that they've trained for it's just like it, it just leaves you or something yep. because watching West Virginia and Joe Toussaint dribble the ball for 18 and a half seconds and then you don't even get a shot up it's crazy uh is I can't even process it it it, it uh you travel all that way, you play that good of a game, and then at the very end, you just lose your mind. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, so I guess my, my point is that it's not going to surprise me a bit if Tech goes into to Lawrence and plays really well and gives them a self, gives themselves a chance to win. They did it certainly last year, lost in overtime. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's just frustrating to lose to TCU in that way. But you just – I think ultimately – defensively you just didn't have any answers and I think TCU I'm not the biggest Jamie Dixon fan at all I think he's uh not done a great job at TCU how however they do have it rolling now I think he's finally got it to the point where I think he's earning some respect because usually they were you know all hat no cattle um in in that preseason this or we got this big time recruiting class that all those things and yeah, they just would kind of be very average and mediocre, and maybe even below five hundred. But in the last uh, two years, they've certainly uh, have changed some of that. But I still think the record, based on their personnel, should be a lot better this year than it okay. was, even with even with some of the injuries. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: I think one of those injuries yesterday affected affected you very negative negatively. I can't talk uh, trying to get all that out. I think if Eddie Lampkin, who the starting center for TCU, I think if he plays, that would have been so much better for you than him not playing. Because he's the one guy that slows them down, slows their pace up. You pick on him true, in ball screen coverages, and you pull him away, and he's just, you know, he, he's not the best defender. He'll rebound, but he's not a, a big-time threat on offense. But I think they were much more athletic and quicker – and 
and able to run the break uh, much better with, without Eddie Lampkin on the floor. And so in some ways that may have been a something I would have, I guess, misjudged before the game because I'm thinking, oh, Eddie Lampkin's not going to play. Well, heck yeah, yeah man. But Same I think in, in, in looking at it, you, you maybe wish he would have played. So to you in that TCU game, which is, is your giant what if at this point, what, what I guess is the biggest uh, – Next thing you left out there, what what should have been done better? Obviously, besides letting them score fifty plus points. Well, I, I I thought I thought you didn't come out with the same sense of urgency at the yeah. start that we had seen over the last two to three weeks. Sure, uh, and certainly weren't anywhere near matching what TC. I mean, Daryl Dora came over to Jeff Haxton and I at uh, at halftime, and he basically mm-hmm. said they're out toughing us. I mean, we'd kind of. Hacks and I had kind of alluded to some of that on the in the first half. Like, man, they're yeah, they're quicker to loose balls. They're kind of you know you you they're, they're out rebounding you. You just kind of almost look. I don't want to say you came out flat, but you almost kind of like look like like in shock a bit uh, or like in slow motion. Like, I don't know if the pressure finally has gotten to some of these younger players or some of these newer guys. But like, yeah. I'll I'll tell you this. In the last two games, your two transfers, Demorion Williams and Kerwin Walton, have literally had the ball thrown to them where they are standing there by themselves in an open court, and they just – it goes out of bounds. They miss either it, yeah. drop it or just miss it. There's yeah. one turnover at Oklahoma, and Demorion Williams didn't – he didn't – I don't think he played. Yeah, he didn't – we haven't seen him since that moment in yeah. Norman. Mm-hmm. He has a he has a step foot on the, the ball that bounced three times. <laughs> it's like Kevin O'Banner gets yeah. this rebound and he throws an outlet pass, and Demario Williams <laughs> is just like yeah. not even looking for the ball, not paying attention, and then and just lets kind of, it fall out of bounds. Yeah, yeah, and he looks up and he's like, "Hey, man, my bad." And it's like, "No, we we can't we can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is this is now. This is like you know, no no more my bads, man." And yeah, and level we go. Kurt Walton we, did the same thing yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, we talk about the 11 a.m. game in football and, you know, the the sleepiness usually that, that benefits the team on the road. Tech won an 11 a.m. game in Morgantown last weekend. The road team wins the 11 a.m. game. Does that have an effect on the just the well, energy level? Because I, the crowd yeah, was bumping plenty. It, it, it's a, it's an advantage to the road team always. I mean, we, anytime that you uh, you see 11 a.m. kick when you're on the road in football, you like it. Yeah. It's an advantage road team, in, yeah. in my opinion. Um, I think you know not, that, that this is not an excuse, but sure. Um, yeah, no, I'm just I mean, wondering, I, I like, is that a reason that you saw them come out a little? Well, I mean, maybe. Uh, but, but also, TCU had a they lost five of six. So true. They had a different sense of urgency, and that's why it's hard to get hot at the end of a season and keep it going because when you just leave yourself not much margin for error, you know, and you you show up and you you kind of don't have it that day or you don't uh, you don't make, you know, maybe as many free throws as you needed to or yeah. or whatever, it's like, you know, you just – you've left yourself with not – like I said, not much margin for error. And you're in the league like that you're in – against really good, deep, experienced teams, and they jumped on the Red Raiders. And and to Tech's credit, they came all the way back and, like, could, finally got over the hump and took the lead. And, you know, you get it to the very end and just can't can't close it out. I know Mark has some regret there about maybe wanting to take that last time out with four seconds left. I don't sure. know. That's the age-old argument with coaches – 
I mean, it didn't work what they what they ran, and so of course you want to call timeout now. But right. a lot of times, coaches say, "Well, if we call timeout, we allow them to set up the defense." But they kind of uh, had a chance too, anyway, because the refs slowed things down towards yeah, the end. They were setting yeah. up the defense, so yeah. And yeah, and mean, again, those are just those are just things that uh, you know drive you crazy at, at the tail end of a game. Like, oh, could have, should have done this, should have done that. I know you were trying to foul before a shot went up when Cole's kind of ducked in the lane and you're trying to, you know, yeah. give a foul and he kind of was maybe not really shooting or <laughs> shooting. They give him two free throws. Right. Um, but I have a, I have a hard time pointing at that call because the foul count was extremely lopsided in your favor sure. Uh, sure. against, uh, against the Horn Frog. So uh, you know, again, it's it's just hard to to point to that one, but uh, but that's kind of how it played out during the stretch there. So two games this week, as we talked about, the OSU games on Saturday. You can't even really look to that one. That's almost an automatic. You have to win, no matter what, unless you're just counting on winning the Big Twelve tournament. But the Kansas game and Lawrence, as you mentioned, this isn't the same Kansas team. Well, quite frankly, as the one that won the national championship last year, but still could get a one seed. Are you surprised at the, I guess, lack of just dominant teams in college basketball this year? Well, and and this is kind of because of the portal and because of yeah. different things. It allows for a lot more parity. Um, I think uh, this is kind of what, and it really makes it the NCAA tournament like so much more crazier in some ways because the seeding while they'll still give you one and, and 16 seeds and, and all, all, all the things in between. I just don't think that the lines, you know, are, are that there's that big of a gap uh, in, in most cases. I mean, you, you're going to see more and more upsets as the years go along with like the, I mean, you know, you're going to blink an eye if an eight or nine beats a one, you're not going to blink an eye sure. if, you know, uh, a 15 beats a two anymore. I mean, we've seen this so much and it's, and it's this, that much more prevalent these days. Cause you don't see a team running out there with a whole bunch of young guys or new guys or whatever, sure. because everybody's older and, you know, and all those things. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think it, but it also is that much more impressive that, that your league is just the monster that it is. Absolutely. Um, you know, that that's the, you know, and that's why when you get hot, like the Red Raiders were, it gives you some opportunities just because you get an extra credit for, for going on a four game winning streak in this league compared to others. I mean, that's for just sure. the way it's built. Well, Kansas is on a six game winning streak level. I think this is a game <laughs> that most people, or I here, I'll speak for myself. I would not be surprised if you go in and lose this game by 15 to 20 points because it's Allen Fieldhouse. But like you said earlier, wouldn't be surprised if you go and do what West Virginia did and play them really close because we've seen close game after close game almost regardless of location in the Big 12 Conference. Yeah, I mean, you you just, you know, when you get in that building, especially on a senior night, you just have to avoid those big runs. You know, you, you can melt yes. uh, and then it just gets louder and louder. And, you know, you just got to kind of hang in there and avoid those runs and use your timeouts. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that Mark will have somebody in his bench holding up a sign that says no, no backdoor cuts or lobs or dunks or whatever. That's always what they're famous for in that building. Mm hmm. 
and and you know that that ignites the crowd. But that you know KJ Adams is their starting center. They just don't really have like this traditional right big guy like they've got. Uh, Jalen Wilson is a good player. He's not like some of the players that have come before him and some of the just elite level uh, NBA guys. Grady Dick is is a one and done for sure. He's going to be a lottery pick more than likely, but he's not just all world yeah or anything like that. Um, so I don't know. We'll we'll see. It's just. It's just frustrating. Uh, I think that, you know, you'd, you'd created an opportunity against TCU, and that that yep. was just the one. But there's still paths to the NCAA tournament. It's just much more difficult at this point. For sure. And, and you've run out of some opportunities here. That was the cleanest, easiest path, in my opinion. And I'm in no way guaranteeing you that you would have gotten a bid had you beaten TCU and Oklahoma State, gotten to 7-11 and 11 in the league, and and I, I'm not saying that they hand you an invitation right then and there, uh, but I, I feel like that would have been uh, enough. But now you run the risk of dropping to five and twelve if you don't go to uh, Kansas and win in the league with just one game left. So, but uh, I think that loss obviously secures your uh, presence on Wednesday night in um, uh, in Kansas City as I think well. You're correct. Yep. Yeah. So and you I think can't... you're you're almost locked in as the eight or nine against West Virginia. Like it's almost, uh, there's a little bit of math that could go another well, way. Well, and Oklahoma did win yesterday. So that's true. Their situation. Yeah, they did. They did go into Ames, Iowa and win. It's a that bad was, loss for, uh, for Iowa state. Held so. Iowa state to 50 points. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. It's just, league, a, I mean, every a, single yep. day, this league is freaking tough league, nuts. man. It's tough a drunk league. league. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tough. So uh, one basketball question from the audience, and then we'll uh, move on, talk a little bit. Or national stuff. The the big salad on Twitter asks, "We beat anyone any day yet lose lose the same di- game. Are we too young, or is this coaching?" Wait, we beat anyone. Okay. Any we have day? the ability to beat anyone okay. any day yet we can lose the exact same game. Is this team too young, or is it coaching? Is what he asks. Well, I, I bet Mark would tell you it's all the above. I mean, I think that uh, it, it's not that they can't. You know, they can't use the young excuse really anymore. We all know this. It's, it's, you've had to grow up. I think Mark would tell you that his team has got to be much better on defense. There's not, there's not anybody that loves it. I think maybe they, they look at differently of who they recruit. Uh, maybe next year when they put this team together based yeah. on, uh, maybe people that do love it. Um, you know, which is rare in this day and age. Typically, most all players don't like it because it's hard work. You don't get your name in the paper. Yep. When you're when you're the stud defender, you know you got to be able to score and and hit threes and and all those things and and dunk it and all all that business. But uh, I think that's that'll be that'll kind of go down if if it ends poorly and you don't make it to the tournament. I think you're going to look back on a bunch of what ifs here, and that's the frustrating part. I mean, you were you were injury prone you were you know just couldn't finish enough close games I mean, you had lots of opportunities here but um you know because if you go look at the like the the stats from last year's team and this year's team on like turnovers per game rebounds per game yeah I mean, uh, r- road record it's very comparable to this year's team the difference is you have older guys making better decisions at the tail end of games last year compared to this year. Sure. You know, and I think that you, you weren't giving up 80 points uh, or 83 points in any scenario. 
last year either. And so I think that, again, it, it, the experience and age is the, just such the main difference. Again, I'm Captain Obvious here, but it's just funny when you go back and look at some of those aggregate numbers – you know, compare the, the two teams. I mean, a lot of the numbers are, are pretty close to the same. I just think you were so much better down the stretch, being able to get stops, being able to make the key plays and things like that last year compared to this year. And that that's a lot of that just has to do with experience and living through it, learning from it, all those things. So level uh I don't know that there's anything just new and concrete as we switch gears a little bit here to, to close things down, but the world of realignment, the world of TV contracts, all of that. Is there anything that uh, caught your eye this week on that front? Well, I mean, obviously the 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 uh, Apple TV stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, th- this is certainly heating up. I think that what's what's fascinating to me is, and I don't exactly have a good feel for why this is, but. You, you've seen it written and suggested more than once by people that matter and people that are in the know and people are directly involved here that the Pac-12 folks want to have a deal done by mid-March. Uh, I don't know why that all of a sudden became kind of a uh, a bit of a deadline, uh, yeah. but but it 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 semi is I guess, mm-hmm. um, and so because the the Pac-12 has got they need to get a deal then they need to sell the deal to their their partners and then you know then they need to worry about expansion and so one's got to come before two and two's got to come before three and i just don't i still don't believe at all that everybody's going to be on the same page here and and obviously there is no no deal here when you start talking about apple tv and and like I, the was it like the Ion Channel or something? Yeah, uh, yeah. That that kind of was disputed, reported and disputed, and all these things. So it, it just seems to me like uh, more and more that comes out that the Pac-12 is in trouble, uh, and I think there's a direct correlation into kind of Brett Yormark sitting there twiddling his thumbs, going, "We're just waiting," you know. So. Yeah, I, I think as far as realignment goes, you definitely want to expand if you're the Big 12. He said this, uh, yeah. but you're kind of waiting to see how the chips fall here. And I'm sure there's conversations going on by, by a lot of different folks because there's a variety of different things that could spin off of what happens here. And, you know, most people don't think that the Pac-12 will just falter but could they lose some? Could they get a really short-term deal where everybody keeps their options open? I mean, there's all kinds of, could they lose a couple of members? Could they lose a bunch of members? I mean, whatever. We're, we're not real sure. Uh, but it is definitely worth paying attention to because there's a de- direct correlation to to that and then the Big 12 Conference. Level, if you were forced to put a wager down, if you were forced to to choose one side or the other, when all this is said and done within two years or whatever, or within two months, who knows? Do we see any Pac-12 schools of the current variety end up in the Big 12? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I based on what I know at this minute, uh, which it, it could change. This right, it changes all the time. Yeah, it, it changes all the time. But based on what I know, I would say I, I think that's more likely than not. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I just, I, I think you you look long term, you look future. I think you look leadership. I think mm-hmm. you look, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of things. And I just, 
I, again, I could be wrong, but I don't buy into the uh, – and, and, again, it's hard for me to answer this question because you don't right. know I mean, what everybody else knows. And yeah, I don't this is know a purely what, hypothetical. Yeah. We don't know everything. It's but just I know that there's that a lot of academic yeah. – you know, standard stuff that gets thrown around in the Pac-12 mm-hmm. conference. I just think when the rubber meets the road, you know, some of these schools are going to say, yeah, man, that, that that's great. But we, we, we would like to – sports matter to us. Yeah. And so we, we, we need to be compensated for it. Uh, we're trying to compete. And, you know, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. And, and again, I, I think that you, you could add as many as six Pac-12 schools for all we know. I, I have no idea. I mean, you could yeah. be in a in a in a very cumbersome, large conference where we're all sitting back going, "What the hell are we doing now? Like, what <laughs> what, what 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 is this? Like, I got to send Christmas cards out to all these people." Oh, that's you know. Yeah. I mean, so th- there there's there's all kinds of. I mean, two, four, six. Yeah. Uh, you know, in that a in that a cheer two four six eight. Who do we? Yeah, whatever. We, who we go. appreciate? We appreciate you Brett, your mark. That's yeah, what we, we appreciate. But yeah, it's so nice yeah, but and I mean, refreshing too to have a a leader yeah. you can that's a benefit. Well, the that, twelve. I'm not yeah, knocking on Bowlesby, but like someone that's just so proactive since your mark's been there. It's it's been such a weapon for the Big Twelve since since he's been there. He's he's uh, seems to be a step in front instead of being reactive to to everything that happens to you oh so. he's playing offense yeah, yeah he's not playing defense i think that's great and and i'll, I'll always say this about bob bowlsby i don't exactly know how much he had to do with this but you know ultimately the best thing he ever did for the big 12 was that that expansion at the tail end sure when yep. Oklahoma and Texas lead i think people forget about that years from now you're right because that was very proactive and at the time, you're kind of going okay, but it, it ended up being a genius move. And, it, yeah, and it, had you had you not done it, we're having many different conversations here. And I think Brett Yormark would be the first one to tell you, yeah, maybe this isn't as attractive of a job being the commissioner of this league without those four schools in it, based on kind of what he's wanting to get done and and all those things. So I, I want to make sure we, we we say that as well. Uh, two quick questions to close things down from the audience. Uh, Charles asks, Level, what are the realistic chances for the Cooper girls at State this weekend? <laughs> well, I uh, I should be there uh, for their semifinal. Yeah, they'll. I, I think they they played an unbelievable game uh, against Monterey and Wichita Falls. I think they really uh, were disciplined. I think they shot it well. Uh, I think uh, Coach Lovern does a phenomenal job of of scheming things up. He's got really talented guards. And and a good coach with talented guards, plural, in in, in this deep into a season is a fun match uh, yeah. because you can do a lot of things. And I think they kind of shrunk the game and spread the floor a bit and and did some different things that I think uh, threw Monterey off. But I mean, if I'm going to sit here and tell you that I know a lot about Lamar Folshier, uh, <laughs> the, the, the the school, uh, I, th- I think I've said it. Uh, well, I know they're 33 and five. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they they won their their uh, regional final by one point. Um, and so uh, they were undefeated in their district and, and, and all those things, but I don't, I don't know uh, a lot about them. And and at this point in the season, you, you yeah, just you get here, you've, you've earned it. You, yeah. You just, you're, you're going to play in a giant dome stadium and you just kind of <laughs> see what happens. For sure. So pretty cool for, for them. One last question level. Who's more likely to win a national championship this year, track and field, men's golf or baseball 
<laughs> oh, that is a wonderful question. Um, I, I, I'm I'm going to say that I, I, I'm picking there between because I have more known. Look, I'm not going to say it's baseball uh, amongst the choices just because there's still so much unknown there. Sure, there's a lot of baseball. But, but what I, but what I know with golf is I know you have the best amateur golfer in the world on your team. That helps. Okay, so I I know that you got number one and number three, I think, in college okay, yeah. golf right now. So okay, so so we yeah. have that. And then you're asking me this is like the West Kitley's group uh, win, wins the indoor Big Twelve championships, which was unbelievable. Um, and I think they're pretty healthy, mm-hmm. but I, I would say that's either a track or golf question. But because because track has done it before, I'll give them the slight nod. Yeah, they could win, and they've got two tries too. They could win mm-hmm. indoor or outdoor. So there's... I like I like my chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. right. That's right. And then golf yeah, is and, so tough in that match play too. I mean, that's, that's yeah, everybody's and, game. And I'll say this too. And I'm glad you led me into this conversation. You know, what, what, being at the basketball game over the weekend, and you've got Tom Stone and Greg Sands sitting over there. Joey McGuire is in the stands. Joey McGuire ends up going over to the baseball game and then over the track and field. Uh, you got a bunch of football coaches over at track and field. And again, there's some of their their future players are involved uh, w- with those teams and some of their signees and uh, or 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 early enrollees, I should say. Uh, but it, it's just fun watching all these coaches support each other. I think mm-hmm. that 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 is is really fun for a tech fan to kind of watch the the, you know, the continuity, the togetherness, the stability, the, the all row in the same direction type stuff, because it wasn't always like that. And I think Joey is such a big part of that. And, and then, and then to, to Wes Kitley, man, dude, he, he just, what, what a special and perfect fit he is for Texas tech and Lubbock, yeah. Texas, man. I mean, because people throw around goat and all this crap all the time, way too much. <laughs> Sure. I mean, you, you you can you can throw that symbol next to that dude, and and it. I mean, because you think about what he's done here in his sport, mm-hmm. and he's lapping what other coaches that have been here before in their sports have done. I mean, he's winning multiple championships, plural. He's he's won the biggest one. Yep. Uh, which is not rarely. Ha- I mean, only Marcia Sharp has done that. And then he he he's he's winning Big Twelve championships, plural. Uh, and they and they just they're they're so so consistent. I mean, they're they're living in the in the top ten of the rankings, uh, whether it's men, women, whatever. And I just the guy's just he's so special. And it's it's awesome for me to watch Zach uh, do his thing, but also root for his dad. I mean, it's just like they are, yeah. You know, Lubbock and West Texas, man. It's just it's just awesome. So I want to make sure we we talked about Wes a bit because that yeah, for sure that dude is really good at what he does, man. I I can only wish and and you too, choice. I wish you or I were as good at anything that we did as Wes <laughs> Kelly is. Oh, but it's unfortunately, we'll we're grabbing for our entire yeah. lives because we That's won't right. get there. But it's yeah, it, I mean, awesome. Awesome family there. Zach's in the stands at the Big Twelve Championships the whole time, watching, watching his dad's teams, and Wes and is Wes on the road yep. going to mm-hmm. to away football games and, and supporting Zach. And yeah, you got to see him. You got to see him in a lot of the different hotels on yeah, the road uh, this year. Then he hung out with us in the days leading up That's to cool. the bowl game. And yeah, I mean, it just 
they love sports. They love Texas Tech. Uh, they are really good at what they do, and I'm, I'm here for it, man. But you're right. The fraternity of coaches at Texas Tech, oh, I, I don't think that's a normal thing at other universities to, to see it mesh the way it does here Well, and, you're, and the support. You're, yeah, your football coaches at other sports, they don't – they've got – they're too busy – to go to a basketball, baseball, sure. and then a track meet on a Saturday. They, they just don't do that. Joey's yep. a unicorn from that standpoint, and that's why I think he's the, – the fan base here loves him for it because he's so positive. He's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like, when does the guy sleep? Uh, <laughs> and, and and yet he's just – he's such a good vibe, man. He's a mood, uh, you know, or whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just awesome. So – I just I, I think that's special, man, and that's going to be a big reason why he he succeeds so much here. Yeah, he's succeeded year one, and lots of high hopes for the future. Level, it's fun, man. Hate that uh, we had to talk about a loss, but maybe hey, some breaks, man. Sports, it is sports. So <laughs> we'll yeah. we'll do it again next week, man. Yep, sounds good, Woodman. Appreciate it. Uh, we turn in twenty eight next year. We're getting twenty eight. Uh, we're, yeah. we're getting older. It's like we, we, we need to do some Roman numerals or something, not to just give it away on how old we are. I think uh, so. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something different. But uh, man, I, I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for being with me here, and I hope everybody has a great week. Keep hope alive, everybody. That's Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level Podcast. Powered by Double T 97. You've been listening to the Ask Level Podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.